What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Adi toddy, Ole Miss fans, and welcome to the Brad and Chad Show on the OM Network, brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, made in the USA. This is the show by and for Ole Miss fans, where you'll get expert insight and analysis on Ole Miss athletics. And now, here are your hosts, former Rebels Chad Flowers and retired NFL star Bradley Sowell. It's podcast time. Brad and Chad show, November 23rd, 2022, brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. You know, normally we wouldn't do so many shows in a week, but considering <laughs> the, you know, to be frank, the shitstorm that is going around in Oxford right now, we thought it would be good to kind of clear the air, talk about some of the uh, things that are going on with the program. Bradley, how are we this morning as we still chart into the unknown with this uh, this Ole Miss program? Man, all good. I mean, my, my phone's like everybody else's. It's like a walk in Twitter. You know, I just say I'm just waiting on the next update or the next tweet or or whatever to come out. And um, you know, yeah, we got 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 a great show planned today. Um, got 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 Ben Garrett in from um, from the OM Spirit, and you know, talk about one of those good old mailbag editions. We want we want to know what people want to know. Uh, we want to answer some questions and just and just shoot the shit and talk talk some topics here. Yeah, we so 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 yesterday uh, we put out some uh, uh, a tweet. Uh, ben Garrett from OM Spirit did as well as ourselves asking for questions. Hey, if you have questions about the program, what do you want? What do you want to know? And, and that's why we wanted to bring Ben Garrett. So so Ben, come on in. Glad to have you. So if you don't know Ben, he is uh, you know he is a writer for the OM Spirit. You can find him on Twitter at Spirit Ben. Uh, he's got a podcast, Talk of Champions, and you know he's been around the Ole Miss program. He's worked with Bradley, and you know Ben, how are we today, man? Tired, very, very tired. Uh, <laughs> it's been just a, a bizarre, uh, but frankly, perfectly fitting with Lane Kiffin week. Yeah, it, it's just it's been one of those weeks. It, it's like the quintessential Ole Miss week with Lane Kiffin. They've never had one yet, and this has been the one. Beautifully you know. messy, right? That's kind yeah. of what we've grown to expect with Lane, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a beautiful mess. And it was always going to be this way. Whether he goes or stays, it was always going to be this way. It yep. was going to get to this uh, get to this point where it was going to be a beautiful mess. And that's yep. what it's been. I mean, he's had every opportunity to come out and say, I'm staying at Ole Miss. I love it here. We're working on a contract extension. And at every opportunity, he's decided not to. He's completely yeah. gone the other direction. You know, we were talking like, about it before the show opened, and I, I mentioned it's kind of like the parable of the the frog and the scorpion, right? You know, the the scorpion, you know, stings the frog, and it was basically, I mean, what did you expect? I'm a scorpion, right? Yeah, it's Nick, like Nick, it's the, Nick the, comes the, on the show, and y'all start getting weird with these. Is, is that that's not a Harry Potter reference? Oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry that we don't know just basic par. You don't know basic parables about you know just common things that happen in our lives, Brad. Like, <laughs> I can't the, just. Here's the I can't make. I can't just make uh, you know references to Shark Tank and and royalty deals and equity that we have to give up. I have to at least be able to expand my horizons with different topics here, man. How'd that taste, Brad? <laughs> oh man, now I got I got two goob sticks on with me. This is gonna be great. I'm just yeah, I'm just actually glad that I have someone I can talk good TV with at this point, yes. right? You know, yeah. uh, it, he doesn't even watch things that make him happy. Right? He just watch, he watches old game film. He just watches old game film and just eats ball bearings in a room by himself. That's all he does. 
He's an enemy of joy. That's what he is. <laughs> oh man, we will not allow you to bring us down. As as my son busted when we were, we were um, recording with with um, Corey Peterson, and my son busts in the room in a freaking Spider Man costume. All I thought about was like, man, Chad and Ben. These these, yeah, these viewers would be so happy about this. Because here's <sighs> the thing, Brad. Anybody anybody could have been bitten by the spider. That's why we love Peter Parker. That's a, great point. That's a good point. That's a good. He's one of us. Um, so yeah, so let's get to the mailbag. So, so Ben sent over a lot of questions in the OM Spirit Forum. We had a lot of feedback about what they wanted to hear from. And the way it's going to kind of work, we may not be able to get through every question, but we got a lot of them that were similar topics. So we're just going to kind of talk and, you know, chop it up for a little bit and try to get some clarity on some of the things that are going on. Uh, once I read the question, there may be some that I direct toward Ben, toward Brad, depending on their expertise, but we may all chime in on some of these different topics here. And I wanted to start with this one because I think it's good just to kind of set the position of where we stand right now. We're recording this at around 9.15 on Wednesday morning. Ben, this came from Tyler Patrick. At this point, where do you think everything stands with Kiffin staying? I don't think you can draw any other conclusion that he's going to Auburn. Um, but here's the thing. And what's made this week so bizarre and hard to cover and hard to like disseminate information that people can really hold on to is Lane Kiffin doesn't talk to anybody. And you could get 10 people that you've trusted for 20 years doing this, this job to say that he's staying and another 10 to say he's absolutely leaving. Right. But no other candidate, publicly at least, has generated any kind of momentum, let alone as much as Lane Kiffin at all. Mm-hmm. No other candidate out there. And, I mean, I'd heard yesterday that on Monday – um, Auburn, the university heads or administrators, whatever, went to the university president for the green light and got it. And yet he talks to his team and um, a lot of Ole Miss fans and players, I guess, clinging to hope here, come out and say, oh, he told me he's staying. That's not actually what he said. He came right. out and said, I have not accepted another job. I have not signed a new contract with a new school. If I did, I would talk to y'all directly. That is a non-denial. And that's yeah, the third I- opportunity. You know? I saw the I saw the Snapchat that had been floating around social media yesterday, and you know I saw a text message from uh, one of the players. I won't say who specifically, but he basically said to him, and he just kind of beat around the bush. He did, he gave a non-answer, which you know I know people have a lot of hopium right now on Twitter that he's staying, he's staying, he's staying. I, I don't I don't get that you know, sense either, Brad. Where are you at on it? No, I'm same way, same way, same way as you guys. I mean, it's it it, it sounds he, it, the the the. the as he's not talking, he's saying a lot, yeah, you know, in, in my mind. So, um, you know, my, I, I, I've already prepared. I prepared for this three years ago, yeah. which is probably this is probably why I'm the one that, that people think is is being a little bit too like too lax about this and saying a little too, so, you know, basically going out there saying that, you know, I th- I think you know whether he stays or goes, Ole Miss is in great shape and Ole Miss is bigger than 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 Lane Kiffin himself, you know, and I, I think that Ole Miss has proven they can go out and get somebody. So do I want him to stay? Yeah. I want Lane Kiffin to be our coach, but I'm not going to sit here and be in that crowd that cries and acts like our program's over if he leaves. I'm just not going to do it. You know, if we're willing to go out and pay top dollar, then, um, you know, uh, and I posted it last night on the board, you know, you look at Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley. I mean, they're yeah. they're almost going to the playoffs in year one. If you're willing right. to pay, you can go out and that can be – there's no reason that can't be Ole Miss. So, um, yeah, that, where, I'm, where I'm at is, hey, if, it, if he stays, I'm happy as hell. If he goes, I, I'm not. I'm not sad. I mean, it, it just is what it is. That, that, that's the nature of this business. And if he thinks Auburn's a better gig, um, I hope we go out and hire somebody and kick his ass. See, that's the, the big. That's the biggest point too, right? Yeah. 
is I understand Ole Miss fans and just the Ole Miss community in general being panicked by this because Ole Miss has not won this consistently over a three-year period ever. This big, this consistently. So I get it. They don't want that to end, and none of us do. And and everyone needs to understand that. There's not a single person that wants Lane Kiffin to leave Ole Miss and go to Auburn. Nope. Nope. But Brad is absolutely correct here. Ole Miss showed last week, because there's the three greatest motivators in a person's life. Hunger, fear, and money. Right. And everybody got scared out of their mind last week about Lane going to Auburn. And you saw this massive surge in membership for the Grove Collective. Mm -hmm. This commitment community-wide, not just from the administrators who are offering him $9.5 million a year in year-to-year salary with escalators. Right. Ole Miss has never paid this kind of money you know, from the fan base to the to the administration, everybody's pulling in the same direction and committing in a way that has never been committed before. So if Lane Kiffin leaves, yes, it sucks. No one wants it to happen, right? Mm-hmm. But Ole Miss, I've never been encouraged about what Ole Miss can be than I am today. You have to think that there are other coaches around the country watching and seeing what we are willing to do with Lane. Yeah. And like, you know what? I can go win in that environment. So yeah, I agree that sure. It's going to suck because Lane has put us more in the national spotlight because some of the antics that he does, right? It's kind of the give and take that you get with Lane Kiffin. But to say that we are doomed to go back to some of the previous tenures that we had prior to Kiffin, I don't see that as the case because we show that we are willing to compete with the blue bloods that have already been established in college. Yeah, one of the the questions I saw was, um, well, who's available? Name me a top guy that's available. Whenever you're paying this kind of money, they're all available. They're all available. They're 100%. all available. Just just 100%. know that when 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 it, when it, I look at a Luke Fickle and his salary's you know three point yep. four with a five million dollar escalator, like yeah, go at Luke Fickle with seven point five or eight million and see what happens. Like he's on so the let's, first leg down here. Let's dovetail this into the next uh, the next question. This came from Doug Brewer. What are your thoughts on Lane Kiffin today as opposed to this time last year? And I'll start on this one. I'm. I'm more than frustrated, right? And I think we've kind of said that. We won't spend too much time on this one. I, I'm more than frustrated because not that he's leaving or we think that he's leaving, because I expected him to leave at some point. This was never going to be his retiring job. I'm more upset about the lack of professionalism and how he's handled it, right? You know, there's a lot at stake here for, you know, a community, a fan base. And he, hell, he's got a family too. I just feel like he just thinks it's a big game to us. And it's not. Right. This is there's a lot of lives at stake. There's a lot of careers at stake. And I just think that he 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 said all the right things at his press conference when he was first hired about how he's matured. But some of those old habits have reared their ugly head again with how he's handled this. uh, You know, Brad, what do you think about that? I mean, I I, I feel the same as I felt a couple years ago, excited about him, like him. But, um, you know, you always keep one foot out the door and, and, you know, you, you, you kind of, you, you don't want to fall too, too much in love with him yet, you know, until he actually commits and, and is here. But you know, I think it's part of the experience and that's just what it is, yeah. man. I mean, it's, it's, it's a Lane Kevin experience. I, I didn't expect him to be here forever anyways, but it's just the manner in which he's doing it. It's kind of sour yeah. here, you know, in, yeah. inside the SEC West, a team that I don't think is, is got any, any, you know, anything more special than Ole Miss has, um, you know, this place has kind of embraced him and let him kind of do his own thing. Whereas when you go to Auburn, it's not happening, man. I'm telling you, he, he, I, I'm excited to see Lane having to meet with boosters and do all kinds of crazy stuff throughout the weeks and yeah. and to go out and be social because that's what Auburn is, man. That that job is, um, you know, I know people that have been there. It's pretty pretty taxing on the head coach. See, I feel a little bit differently about how he's potentially leaving because, again, mm-hmm. he could stay. Right. No one knows for sure with Lane Kiffin. 
But I just think the way he's handled it is who he is. And that's not good or bad. It's just who he is. You hired Lane Kiffin knowing he was a hired gun. You knew that. Ole Miss was completely nationally irrelevant. And I didn't care. I don't care about a coach that glad hands. I don't care about a coach that uh, knows my first name and knows all of us like, hey, guys, love the show. I don't care about any of that. I care about winning at a level that Ole Miss has never won before. And Lane Kiffin's gotten the closest there. Now, he's 14-9 and in the SEC with seven of those wins against Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky. It's been a down SEC, for sure. Yeah, so there is an opportunity for a coach to come in here and win at a greater level. It's just hard to replicate who Lane Kiffin is and what he's been at Ole Miss because he's been the entire program for Mm -hmm. three years. Let's sprinkle in some Egg Bowl, right? You know, we're, we're Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Let's talk a little bit about the Egg Bowl. You know, we'd be foolish to just focus all on Lane. Brad, I want to start this with you. This came from Harris Bell. Do you have a favorite story, whether it's playing as a fan growing up as an old Miss fan? Do you have a favorite Egg Bowl story? Yeah, I would say my greatest football um, memory is in the Egg Bowl. Um, you know, I've done a, done quite a few things. You played in, played in a few big games. You know, NFC Championships. Some um, played with some really cool players. Um, but I think, you know, the, my, my freshman year when I caught the touchdown, um, you know, that kind of meant a little more of the football, sure. than, you know, j- just basically being a Mississippi kid, um, you know, in that game, you know, it's the only time I ever beat him. That's sad. That's a sad thing to say. It's the only time I ever beat state, but when we beat him, we beat the hell out of him. So, um, yeah, that, that, that game meant a lot, you know, just, just, just being a kid in Mississippi, um, you know, it's kind of, kind of like, like we were, like we were alluded to yesterday with Corey as a kid, that's what I cling to Ole Miss, Ole Miss sports. Um, you kind of gave me, gave me a path or gave me, gave me a, um, gave me, gave me a, you know, something to look up to as a kid. So when I caught that touchdown, man, that was like, there was nothing ever going to top that. And what's crazy. I called it on the one yard line. We were winning 31 to nothing. Like it wasn't like, it was this amazing moment. Um, like the, like the one I caught in the NFL, but that one just meant a lot, man. That was just like, um, you know, being a Mississippi kid, that, that one meant quite a bit. The, the the my, my, I think my most favorite egg bowl moment was the 2008, the 45, nothing demolishing. Poor Tyson Lee. I felt so uh, bad pro- for him, dude. I uh, mean, he he he's probably still waking up with aches and pains from that game. <laughs> it was awful. We it were watching was. like a, a murder. It was I, terrible. I like Sylvester Croom. I worked at Mississippi State for a year. A super nice guy, and that was I think that was his last game that he coached. But man, that was a that was a fun game to watch. If you're an Ole Miss fan, Ben, you know you've been covering. You grew up in New Albany, close to where I grew up. You know you've probably been an Ole Miss fan your entire life. Did you have a favorite Egg Bowl moment? Oh, it's the 2008 Egg Bowl. I yeah, mean, that's what right. I, I knew exactly where Brad was going when you asked him his favorite memory. Of course, it was catching the touchdown. Yeah. Because Brad only cares about himself. I'm sorry. That was a joke. But mine is 2008. And it's funny. I was yeah. talking to Drell Poe. You know, he had the interception in that game and part of a defensive line that just destroyed Tyson Lee. Oh. And um, like you mentioned, Sylvester Croom, they were talking crap to Sylvester Croom, Poe and them during the game saying, We're getting you fired. <laughs> oh, shit. And they got yeah, him that fired. Was, uh, that was the most lopsided, hilariously awful game it I've was. ever seen. It was, it was my favorite memory by far. Ah, so, yeah, so a uh, quick reset. Brad and Chad show brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. Remember, Blue Delta Jeans, handmade in the USA to fit you and only you. Visit them, bluedeltajeans.com, to find your fit using their easy-to-use virtual tailor. Now, Bradley, this next one, we've got a kind of a loaded question here from Alexander Pisarek. Um, You know, a, a lot of the, the term that's been used a lot when talking about Lane going to Auburn has been the stepping stone designation. How does Ole Miss get past that stepping do- stepping stone designation get- and get to the next level and be a playoff team? You know, I think doing doing exactly what you're doing right now. I, I think I think you're you're showing the ability to to 
to spend money to, to buy yeah. good coaches. And here's, here's, I mean, this is, it goes back forever. Listen, my granddad used to always say, you get what you pay for. And he meant it. Like he never had, didn't have a ton of money, but he believed in like just buying quality things. And, you know, that's what almost has to do, right? Like we have to, and, and this hadn't worked out for AM. So, so it doesn't always work, right? <laughs> right. But when you go out and find, you know, you target the, the top players within IO, you target the top coaches, you just keep swinging big, you know, like you keep swinging big. Don't ever just say, hey, this, you know, take the experiment route like, like we've always done. Let's go out and let's go after the, the, the top guys of, of everything. And it'll start changing like it is now, right? You, you, you got Lane Kiffin here, um, which is a, which is a splash hire. He's starting to get players here, the Zach Evans, the, the Jackson Darts. Keep keep that up. Just, just if, if he leaves, I would just multiply. You know, I, I would I would if I'm Keith Carter, I'm saying, all right, you know, I'm offended by that. And I'm just stepping up and I'm going to try to find the next best thing. And, and, I, and I mean, I'm trying to make a hire that makes people so excited they forget him. I think the expansion to 12 teams in the playoff is going to help schools like Ole Miss because, you know, even with NIL, basically the money has gone from dark money to money in the light, right? Not much is going to change that. The teams with the most resources are still going to have the most resources. But being able to make the playoff, you know, because we would have been in contention even with one loss. Hell, even with two losses, you have mm-hmm. a chance to get on the field and make something happen in the playoff. Being able to be in that type of spotlight, I think, is going to help programs like Ole Miss. So I think that will be something that's going to help us get out of that stepping the stepping stone designation. I think right. the biggest thing is this. All right. Mm-hmm. Your next hire needs to be just a home run. Yeah. You know, does. from the get-go. You know, it you does. need to go poach somebody. Yep. Because it's different. I mean, if you went and got Mike Norvell from Florida State, if you went and got Luke Ficknell from Cincinnati, if you went and got uh Gus Malzahn from Central Florida, I mean, you pick a guy. That fits your criteria of what Ole Miss could be. Like, I think Gus could be Hugh Freeze without the extracurriculars, but who knows? You know, uh, I think Brad bringing up Luke is Luke Fignall is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You have shown a commitment you've never made before. Now go prove to the world that you're different. That's how you. So, that's how you do it. So let's. So that's, that's actually a great lead into our next question. This came from Mike Hilton fan. So this is going to be kind of a two parter. First and foremost, Ben, I'll direct this to you. Does Matt Rule have any interest? And on top of that, E Hopkins five five seven asked, "Is Rule even being interviewed this week?" He's seen a rumor that Rule had been interviewed this week by Keith Carter, AD. Any news on Matt Rule specifically? We'll dovetail this into some other coaching candidate conversations, but we'll start here on the Matt Rule side. I, th- I know for a fact that Ole Miss has and would have interest in Matt Rule if a, if a coaching search happened. Mm-hmm. The problem with Matt Rule is his buyout from the NFL. The minute he takes another job, it goes down substantially. He's making like $800,000 a month. Right. Okay. So every school wants Matt Rule, but he didn't really talk to Auburn all that much. He wasn't all that interested in Auburn because he knows his next job has got to be the perfect job for his buyout purposes and all those other things. There's a lot of thing he ha- things he has to consider after his Panthers tenure now. He wants to be back on the sideline. He wants to coach again. If Penn State was open, he would go That's to Penn State. That's a done State. deal. That's where okay. he wants to go. Um, but he didn't give Auburn very, very uh, receptive overtures, and he didn't do Nebraska all that well either. He might end up at Nebraska. I don't know. Um, but if he didn't do it for Nebraska and Auburn, would he do it for Ole Miss? And right. I, I don't know. I know Ole Miss wants to talk to him. Absolutely. I think he'd be the number one guy to start. That's but I don't know. I just don't know. Um, I think Keith Carter, now as far as interviewing him, no, he hasn't interviewed this week. Not that I know of. Maybe I'm wrong because with this stuff, I've given up trying to pretend like I know for sure. I just don't. Let's do this. Let's do rapid fire here. I'm going to ask each of you, who's your top three candidates? Brad, I'm going to start with you. If if Lane were to say he's gone today, who are the top three guys you want Ole Miss to look at? 
Um, I would say I would say obviously Rule Rule's one of my favorites. I think he fits that offensive minded kind of thing that we're used to. Um, you got Fickle, and then I'm I'm my my dark horse is still Dion Joe Brady package. I'm putting that out there. I I think that would be a freaking home run. Um, that that'd be swinging big. That'd be keeping us in national light. All eyes would be on us. Everybody won't see Dion succeed, so they can say you know how great that is. And yeah, you get a great offense coordinator with him. Boom, and I'll take him. Recruits are flying in here. Ben, go ahead. Brad put me on Luke Fickle. I love that. Matt Rule and Mike Norvell, because Mike Norvell was who Keith was going to hire last cycle, but he chose Florida State, and then he pivoted to Lane Kiffin. So I know with what he's gone through and uh, how much how interested Keith was to start, that would be one. So I, I think Rule's my number one, just seeing what he did at Baylor. I, I think he would be a home run hire. You know, NFL's not for everybody. We saw that with Nick Saban, and we've seen that with Lane Kiffin, too. Number two, I, th- I, like, Fic- I-, I like Fickle at Cincinnati. I just think he's an Ohio guy, and he's going to stay in Ohio. I'm okay. I'm all in on Dion because if we want another splash hire like Lane, Dion would be the guy. And then I'm okay with Jeff Lebby coming back. I know it's a coordinator situation. Somebody may want somebody a little bit more proven. I would be okay with Jeff Lebby coming back. That may not happen, but I felt like Jeff Lebby, Jeff Lebby did a great job with the offense last year. I would be more than happy to have him back in Oxford if that were me. So I think we'll that's there. I think that ship sailed. Think so? Well, yeah. maybe so. Uh, you excited? You don't say again. I don't, I don't completely. I don't completely. I think I, I think people are kind of crapping on him because of, you know, he went out to OU and has a depleted roster, but he's only 50 yards behind Ole Miss average per game in offense. So, <clears throat> I mean, they're, I think I think if, if if Lane and everybody else gets a, a one year to to see what they do, I think you, you give give him a couple years at OU. Once they get Jackson Arnold in there and a couple others, they're, they're going to be fine. He, he'll be rolling again. Let's bring in a uh, a very uh, touchy topic here in the Ole Miss uh, universe. This is from Grove Crew. Ben, I'll start here. What are your thoughts on some Ole Miss fans wanting the return of the Reverend Hugh Freeze? I'm good with it. But you have to have a very nihilistic point of view about college football, which I do. <laughs> a lot of people want to still believe it's about uh, the team out there. Those are our boys. They're right. out there winning for us. They're, co- they're wanting the same thing we do, right? Ole Miss to win. That's not what it is. It's a bunch of users using each other. These right. players are trying to get the most money in NIL and then go to the NFL, and they should. They're what they value, what they prioritize is security and protection sure. of their family. And you know, that I get it. Same thing with coaches. And I just view it as if you're only if the only goal is to win, then he makes all the sense in the world. He makes all the sense in the world because the only other coach, other than Lane Kiffin, who's won at that level at Ole Miss in modern-day history is, is Hugh, Hugh Freeze. Freeze. Yeah. Having said that, I think you could do better, and I don't think Ole Miss would do that, but I know for a fact that Hugh Freeze would crawl on broken glass to come back here. Hey, there he um, goes. You're about to get an inbox. He's about to I hit know. that Twitter DM again. Every I time know. Ben says something about him, he hits Ben like, why the hell are you talking about me? His ears just <laughs> yeah. perked up. He knows someone's talking about him. It's like yeah, that knee Before anybody says it, because I can already see it on message boards. Oh, Ben, you're, you're fangirling for Hugh Freeze. Me and Freeze don't really like each other. It's just true. Yeah, no, I I've, think seen, I've seen some of these DMs Freeze sends them. Freeze is not cool when Ben sends when, yeah. when Ben trashes Hugh Freeze, he, he lets Ben know, hey, you're a jack. Brad, where are which you is, on Which is fine. He's, he's in his right to do that. I'm cool with it. Like I like him because I know exactly who he is. And in a nihilistic environment, uh, the, like the enemy of my enemy is my friend or, or um, give me the enemy I know, right? You know exactly who he is in a win at that level. Um, the only problem is that I don't know what Keith Carter would value. Right. I'll brought up Dion. If, the, if he's valuing essentially the Lane and Kiffin experience, which they unfortunately made Lane the entire program for three years. Yep. So it's not just a head coach you're hiring. You're hiring an entire walking Ole Miss brand 
Well, the only person that could really fill that, that quota like Lane is Dion, right? But he has some shortcomings too, because we just, we haven't seen him lead at this level. Um, Hugh Freeze, he's won, but can he be that figurehead? I don't know. Um, because when he was the figurehead, it ended in embarrassing fashion. So I don't mind anybody wanting Hugh Freeze back. Why wouldn't they? They want to win. And if you view winning through the lens, view this through the lens of winning is the only thing that matters. Of course it makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't do it, but I of course either. it makes sense. Let's um let's keep going here. We still got some good topics to hit on. Bradley, this one's for you, man, and I I'm, I'm interested to hear your take on it. If Lane Kiffin was at Hogwarts, what house would he be in? That's is, from um, uh, that's from Flying Rib. All I think about when I think of Hogwarts is some of those um, giant Don't say in, in the stands at Arkansas last week during that telecast. I mean, they, they were pouring popcorn and what's her name's face. But I I, figured, I mean, all, all I think is a Hogwarts is a, is an Arkansas fan. I figured you'd be an expert on Hogwarts. So I'm hey, Chad, you know what you he is? A He's, a Slytherin. He's a Slytherin. It's easy. <laughs> oh God, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 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 a real question. Here we go. Uh, so from Coast Reb 09, Bradley, we talked about best old Miss uh, Egg Bowl experience. What would be your worst Egg Bowl experience? I would say my very last play, my very last game um, as a player, myself as a player, my worst one would be, um, yeah, the last game, man, we were getting beat. Um, you know, we get beat 30-something or whatever. They call a touchdown back. Um, yeah, that was just to go out like that. But at the, at the end of the day, man, like, like what sucked about, about us at Ole Miss is man, my senior class was set. I mean, we had two guys left for my senior class and man, it, that, that was the hardest year of my life in general, just because Ole Miss was so bad. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like nobody gave two shits like at all on the team. I mean, we had, we didn't have a ton of Mississippi guys on there. Um, it just, I mean, it was, yeah, that was a bad, that, that ended in bad with ass beating in the egg bowl and it. That was just a bad year that, that absolutely sucked, and it was not fun. Ole Miss fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock, an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. 
New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Mine has to be 99 when uh, the pouring rain, we're up 20 to 6, fourth quarter. You have the the bean kick up and then the interception happens and then they come down and end up kicking a field goal to win. I was with my my mother's uh, side of the family who's all state fans and it was just brutal losing that big lead. Be, uh, ben, what about yourself on oh, the worst ball? Bo Wallace fumbling through the back of the end zone. Oh, oh God, God, yeah. Five yeah. four. Uh, I get I mean, past this question. I don't want to freaking dwell on bad. Screw this. <laughs> I don't want to hear about shit they've done good against us. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, Brad, let's go back to uh, some X's and O's here from Jay Wright. Is there longevity with Ole Miss defensively running the 3 2 6? Have our defensive struggles been more scheme related or do you see it being personnel? Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> particularly think that the, the 3 2 6 is. Um, it's designed for the pass, really. Um, it, it's just tough on the defense, man. I, I don't like it, but at the end of the day, I think Ole Miss is, is you know, this is just what they do, and, they, and I think they're thinking they have more depth in the secondary and, and other positions than, than D line. Um, and this is what they like to play. But at the end of the day, you're gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna get the results we're getting in the run game, you know. And, and at times it can be good, but when you miss a tackle in it. Or, or you feel a wrong gap and you only got three down there. I mean, it's it gets ugly once the running backs get to the secondary versus smaller guys. So um, I, I think some of our scheme stuff is – yeah, it's, it's, some of it's tied to that. It's just a multitude of things. Our defense is good enough to, for us to be winning. You know, like that, that that's that's what we said about the first year. You know, defense was so awful it gave, gave your offense no chance. Our defense is ba- is not good, but it's not it, – it's in the 60s or 70s ranked. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's about where – you can win with that. Um, yeah. It's just you know we 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 saw late last year DJ Durkin it, it seemed to turn it around and, and you know yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the three two six now this is not going to be the same comparison but you know the Venables at Clemson ran a three three five right you can win you can have a dominant defense with a three man front but you have to have those you know those linebackers and those defensive linemen have to be yeah men. Out there, well, my, and I my, think my favorite defense is a three man front, but it's a it's a traditional three four. I like the three down lineman. You right. got the the head up nose with the two four eyes and two stand up rush ins, kind of like Bob Miller, Demarcus Ware did for all that time in Denver, where you got one guy that can drop out. Um, that is my favorite defense. I mean, that's and the Ravens did it for a long time too, because whenever you got those five guys on the line, um, you can either play, you can either rush four or you can rush five, forcing the O line to, to go to five down, which means you got five one on one matchups, sure. right? So that is my, my favorite style of defense, but not a three two. Or what we're doing is, I mean, the guys that essentially should be DNs are actually just playing, you know, kind of soft and off and like kind of no man's land and inserting all over the place. But, you know, that's that to me is just tough, man. I mean, it's. Sure. Unless we got all five stars, big elite guy, Alabama could probably run this defense great. I mean, that sure. they have they have the size and big guys to do it. But um, you know, there, there's times where this thing looks really deficient and we don't switch, and that's when it becomes an issue. Ben, let's come to you to this next one. I want to keep us moving along because we still have some really good topics that I think would be uh, uh, interesting to people. This is from buddy of mine, uh, Balfour Three. What players, if Lane were to leave, would you envision leaving? 
to go to Auburn with him since we now have the transfer portal and it makes it a lot easier to go there? It's a legitimate concern with the advent of the transfer portal. And I mean, this is no disrespect to about 369, whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> Three. <laughs> that's a little too much little old Miss thinking, man. That's a little too much little old Miss thinking. And I know the first person or first player that everybody's thinking of is Quinshawn Judkins. Yep, Judkins. From Pike Road, Alabama. Um, wasn't a highly recruited kid uh, compared to other, comparatively to other running backs in the country, like a three-star. Alabama and Auburn didn't offer him. Of course, if Lane Kiffin goes to Auburn, the Pike Road kid's going back to Auburn because they have all this money in NIL coffers and they'll just dump a number on him. Ole Miss has a very, very healthy NIL deal contract on the table for Quinshawn to sign. And the expectation is he is going to sign it. Now, that contract is non-binding. Sure. Right? I mean, he could still go to Auburn because in college football, what's unique to college football is these contracts are completely slanted to one side to where the school's always screwed. It doesn't right. matter. Players, coaches, at least in the NFL, if a coach leaves, you get NFL draft pick compensation. Here, you just get kicked to the nuts. That's kind of all it is, right? Yeah. So um, I get why people are concerned, but I don't think that Ole Miss is in a position or in a defensive position. They're in a very offensive position to where they've already got an offer on the table for Quinshawn. They can up it if they want to. There's $7 million or something in their NIL coffers. That's Equal, if not a little better than Auburn right now. Now, Auburn would raise more money with Lane Kiffin. I get it. But it's sure. not like Jackson Dart can just leave without sitting out a year now. I mean, he right. used his one-year penalty-free transfer. Right. Um, Zach Evans is probably going pro, but if he were to stay, right? Same, like Guys like that that transferred in, that huge portal class, if they have eligibility left, if they left and went to Auburn, that's the, the one benefit for Ole Miss. The one thing is one-sided for Ole Miss is – Lane Kiffin goes to Auburn. He can't just like, he built it without really taking care of high school recruiting all that well, to be yeah. honest. He wasn't developing. He was just yeah. signing, hiring, hired guns, bringing in mercenaries. And now they have no transfer eligibility left. Mm. So unless the NCAA passes a rule, and they almost did last July, that you can transfer at will, there's only a handful in, I mean, a handful that can, uh, that, that really meet the criteria of guys that could leave. And Quinshawn is obviously one of them. But don't think for a sec that Ole Miss doesn't know this. It right. isn't, you know planning a counterattack, a significant counterattack. Let's move on. Um, Bradley, this is from Josh Alford. I'm going to skip down a little bit, skip around on some of the, our, our list here. Put, your, put, your, uh, put yourself in Keith Carter's shoes. Uh, does, does Kiffin deserve to coach this game with all the drama? I don't know if you can take him out if he hasn't officially left, but where are you at if you're Keith Carter right now? Yeah, he has to coach. You can't. That, that, that'd, be, that, that'd create so much more drama. It'd be crazy. Um, I mean, he hasn't came out. I mean, he hasn't said anything that – it more, it's all speculation at this point, right? Mm-hmm. If Keith Carter would come out and be like, oh, you know, Lane Kiffin's not coaching, he's, you know, that it just, it's a bad look. You cannot do that. I mean, I know people are calling for it and, you know, yeah. people are pissed and that's, a, that, that, but because what if he decides to stay? <laughs> what you, you just told him he can't coach in the Egg Bowl because you think he's leaving? Like, you just can't do that. Even though I know a lot of people would love to, love for it to happen, but if he were, in fact, to leave, but hey, you just can't do it. I mean, he, he, he's Keith Carter. There's no way Keith Carter can make that, that decision. Ben, uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, kind of the recruitment uh, from Raleigh Wolf. If Lane were to leave, what does this do? We talked about transferring out. What, do, what does this do for the recruiting class if Lane leaves? It depends on um, what the agreement NIL-wise has already been made. I mean, if it's, you know, Aiden Williams, he's got a good NIL deal lined up, right? That money's not going anywhere. Um, so if Lane leaves, well, his situation still doesn't change. It's an agreement with Ole Miss. It's not an agreement 
necessarily with Lane. Now, a lot of kids are going to be in, be pissed off, and, and it's going to bother them. They came to play for Lane Kiffin. But I think what we used to think about with recruiting, which is kids want to go where, where they love the coach and they love the school and they win at a high level, all that stuff that you used to play with NCAA 14 when you're playing video games. You know, you remember like proximity to home, right? And all that yeah. stuff. None of yeah. that matters. What matters is their NIL money. Now, some kids are, don't have, you know, pre-arrival NIL money. But Aiden Williams does. Suntreen Perkins does. That doesn't change. So I don't think it would be a bloodbath or anything. I think there'd be a little bit of leaking. But um, I think almost would be okay. I, I just the, – the, the key for Keith Carter, if he does have to make a hire, is expediency. Because sure. the transfer portal window opens December 5th. And Ole Miss has made itself into oh. – the premier transfer portal destination. Yeah. To stay that way, you got to get somebody in here if he's gone. All right. One word answer for this one. I'll start. Uh, would this if state if Ole Miss beats state tomorrow, is that the best win of the season for Kiffin? Unequivocally, yes. One word answer. Ben, yeah. Yes. You yes. agree on that? Yeah, it's not yes. even close. The schedule has been a, a joke largely. Um, okay. So let's talk quickly about buyout situation. So, Ben, I'll direct this towards you. Sarasota Bill, if Lane leaves, can Keith Carter negotiate a large buyout to retain the next coach? We have a buyout. We don't know how what it is. It's being held close to the vest. But go ahead, uh, go ahead, Ben, with that from Sarasota Bill. They hide buyout language in the foundation, and it's not publicly accessible through, through freedom, freedom of information requests. You know, you can't just say, I, I want the terms of his buyout because they hide it in the foundation and on purpose because it's a leverage and negotiating tool. Um, I think Keith would start there uh, with a large buyout, but it's not like the buyout for Lane Kiffin isn't large. Right. The issue here is that you are now paying coaches $9 million. So if you're paying the $9 million, like the buyout language, it doesn't matter. You're just getting a little money for him walking out the door. That's the only compensation schools can really get is a little money going out the door. Um, so, yes, you can try to, to write a big buyout for Luke Fickle or, or Dave Aranda, Mike Norvell. That's not going to stop them from going to another job right. the next year the next year. There's just no buyout that prohibitive outside of Jimbo's. And Ole Miss is not going to give a coach a Jimbo buyout, you know? Yeah, like, they're would, not going to do it. I would pay not to have Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, but, like, man, have you seen that money? It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, there, there's oh, just – you can't do it. Even the most fiscally irresponsible person like Ross Bjork can't do that. That's one you of the benefits of – You can't win with of, that class. You can't win with – you can't. You couldn't even take the Cowboys and go 8-4 and four in the SEC. Why, That's man? Of, why? I'm, why? Just saying, I'm just saying Jimbo. I'm just saying Jimbo. I'm just saying Jimbo. One other thing that I'll add here, I do want to mention Jeff Griffin, Stevenson Griffin Group at Baird Private Wealth Management. Go to the group's website, stevensongriffingroup.bairdwealth.com or give them a call, 662-841-9. All right, let's get back to our list here. Still got a few more to go before we uh, before we end here. Um, let's talk about this, Brad. You know, so Egg Bowl tomorrow. T.S. Reb's asking over under on the chances of an altercation between a player and a coaching staff member on the sidelines. I'm sure you've been a part of some heated discussions yeah. while on the field during the Egg Bowl. Man, I'll tell you what the 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 year that that coach Nutt left and they let him still coach. Man, there was some, you know, there a lot of, <laughs> lot of, there's a lot of, don't give a f after that, you know what I mean? So, you know, guys, guys get a little bit more brave, you know, start start talking a little crazy. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I can see some frustrations bowling over, but um, as I've said, man, I think this team's going to come in ready, focused. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, once you go out on the white lines, I want everybody to realize this as a player, you know, there are distractions that that hurt the vibe. There's a vibe every week to every game. There's a vibe in the locker room. Right, and, and you and you can always tell by the vibe that kind of the only thing that's ever affected is the vibe, right? 
But as a player, when you step on the white lines, you have a guy across you just trying to kick the shit out of you, right? Like, like, like you don't think about where the coach is going and all that when you got a DN trying to knock your freaking brains out. Like, <sighs> it, it just don't happen. So they're going to compete. I mean, they're they're going to go out there and compete, and, and and I hope you know I would hope they were, but I think that um, you know, I think this team's going to be ready this week. So oh, he's got me fired up. My God, <laughs> <laughs> that passion coming through from Brad <sighs> there, um, Ben. Let's let, let's talk about what happened on Twitter the other night with I believe his name's John Sokoloff from uh, WCBI in Columbus. Good dude. Why would Kiffin take a dig at a reporter? So if you're not familiar, Sokolov is the one that kind of broke the news that Lane was leaving. It was kind of danced around. But then, you know, Lane puts the the fake release out claiming that Sokolov has taken another job similar to what, you know, he originally reported. As a reporter, what does that what does that do to you? What does that tell you? Why, I guess, is the best way of asking that question. Because he's a walking Twitter troll with no real human emotions. Yeah. He's just mad that the cat was let out of the bag without him. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't the one to let the cat out of the bag. It was somebody else. And here's what happened. I mean, I don't know this for sure. I'm putting a tenfold hat on, man. I'm doing conspiracy, drawing the lines out, right? I don't, I've never known John as a newsbreaker. And he's only been right. on the beat for like two, three years. He's never really been a newsbreaker, which is fine. He's getting started. But then he broke a really big story. John Cohen, John leave, Cohen, John Cohen leaving yep. Mississippi State to go to Auburn. And then the second story is Ole Miss has agreed to terms, or excuse me, Auburn has agreed to terms with Lane Kiffin, and he'll step down at Ole Miss on Friday. And the way he worded that tweet, just it, it was as if John Cohen told him, all right, man, now listen. Yeah. All right. Well, you've agreed to terms, but there's not an official contract. Well, that's ceremonial. Official contracts are ceremonial. At that point, you know he's going to sign it. So – he, he did it, and the reason he did all that stuff is because he just was upset. He's tweeting through his own anger that his uh, he didn't get to set the got let out of the bag before he could get it out of the bag. That's it. He didn't get to set the narrative. At the end of the day, I know that Ole Miss fans have been – I think you called it hopium. You're absolutely yeah. right. Um, I know that there's a lot of hopium out there. Well, he didn't do this. So why would he do this? Because you have to stop viewing Lane Kiffin as a normal person. I'm not <laughs> knocking him. I'm glad. I'm like, I, I would go do this over and over again if I was Ole Miss. I would have the next hired gun and the next one and the next one and the next one because it keeps you nationally relevant. You don't have the resources to just pay Nick Saban to go win, you know, every game every year. That just doesn't right. happen. Brad, from Reb DB 4 if Lane leaves, three most important features of the next coach. Hmm. Um, I think offensive mind, because that's what we're used to. I think yeah. that, that that's first and foremost. That puts butts in seats, too. Yeah, and, and I, I kind of want a guy that's that's got some got some swag, you know what I mean, or or, or got or he, he's a good recruiter, you know. I think, he, he, and he he understands the NIL, um, so young minded, and then um, I mean, uh, other than that, I mean, that's really all that matters, right? Like like good scheme, good scheme, able to hire good coordinators, and you know can can recruit. After that, I mean, hell, what I don't know what else what else you want, and that, that's all that matters now, right? You can buy players um, legally now, so hey, I want a guy that's really good in the the, the NIL and. And can and can and can coach up the offense, right? And that because that, that that's that's what we're used to, and that's that that would be weird. Um, you know, I like the got, transfer portal. The only thing that I would slightly change, I like the transfer portal. I don't like the reliance on the transfer portal. Being yeah. able to build someone, keep someone in the system, which it's still going to be difficult in the current environment, but a little bit more reliance on Crete. You know, getting those high school freshmen in or high school seniors, I should say. I would like a little bit more recruiting and not as much transfer portal kind of picking your spots. It felt like there's a little bit more reliance on the transfer portal. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. It's got to be more balanced. 
Yep. But here's what people need to understand. Lane Kiffin has gone for a new job every single offseason. He wanted Auburn two years ago, yep. and they did give him the time of day. Um, I said sure. last year, if they got out of the last year's coaching cycle and he was still the Ole Miss head coach, he'd be here for a long time. But I didn't take into account what I didn't think about. LSU showed him no interest, and he pursued LSU. Yeah. And all those big jobs, they didn't show him interest. This is the first time a school or a job that he thought was a legitimate step up. Whether you think so or not, is immaterial. Right. It's the first time a job he thought was a step up came open and legitimately showed him interest. Auburn came in like he was just begging for somebody to flirt with him, and they did. And that's why he built his rosters the way he did. He was trying to win as quickly as possible to essentially get out as quickly as possible. And Ole Miss fans, you got what you wanted. You wanted winning. You did. You got your you got your three years. What I wanted now. to see, what I wanted to see was community, like the Ole Miss community wide commitment like never before. And, yep. that's, and that's what, what they did got. last year. So I'm not concerned. No. Nope. If it's true, if it's not, like I don't know for sure. I, I think he's Let's, gone. I mean, everything tells me that. But if he does go, Ole Miss could be fine. Yep. Let's do let's do two more questions here. I, I've got two more that I think will be um good ones to kind of put a bow on this mailbag here. Bradley, I'm going to bring this one to you. So we all know your love for travel softball, right? And your coaching of that. Now, let me let me hypothetical in front of you. Let's say Hugh Freeze or someone is coming back to Oxford. They offer you the O-line coach job. Is Bradley Sowell moving back to Oxford, taking that position? Done. That's the only job in America I would take. That's Thank only- you. Because before this, hey, full disclosure, before this this show, we had some of the same questions. Like, oh, no, no. And I, no, I man, I don't want that, man. I'm loving doing what I'm doing now, which you are. But come on, man. Being on the sidelines. He side would lines crawl over stuff. broken glass to yeah, coach the Ole Miss offensive line. No, I, that, that's that's the only job I would take. And the only, only coaching job in general I would take would be at Ole Miss. That's because in order to be a good coach, in my mind, now, in order for for me to, to get back, I would have to do it for something that I absolutely love, and that wouldn't money would not be a thing. Like I, I would honestly coach Ole Miss for free. Like like that's how much don't I love. Don't say it. that. You're yeah, starting no, from a I, well, I don't, I don't care. Bad like, negotiating against yourself. At this point, <laughs> I know my, my agent's probably like, damn, shut up now. I, I'm not. I have no interest in getting the coach. I have young kids, but I'm just saying like. Like in order to be a good coach, you have to really, in my mind, like I, that's, I don't know how these coaches jump around all these teams. I, I think it's obviously based off money, but um, in, in order for you to pour your heart into it for me, it had to be something I loved. And, I, and, and Ole Miss in general, any kind of coaching Ole Miss, I, I would do just because I, I I just love the program, you know, and that you want to give back, you know, and so I, that's why I coach my kids. I love my kids to death, and, and I pour a lot into it. And anybody that's that's played for me in softball knows, like. I care about every kid and, 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 you know, I, I care about them. So that's, I have to do it with something that I would have to do it with something that I really cared about. And Ole Miss will be one of them. Other than that, it's not worth missing all the time with your kids and, and, um, you know, spending all the time that, that they do up there. And, and dude, I've seen a new job. Are you going to tell them that you love what you do for your softball team? And then go take another job in like Amory or something. <laughs> dude, I've seen him. I, I've seen him out there. I watched one of his practices. Now he's, he's very psychotic. positive. He's very uplifting, but man, he is, he's barking. Everything's a competition. It was actually really fun to watch him run a, uh, a travel ball practice. It was good stuff. So that question was from Lane saying clown posse. Let's do one more. And this was one that we can kind of all talk about looking at last year to this year, who is the most, and this is from Ephras, who is the most improved player on the rebels roster from last year to this year? Ben, I'm going to start with you on this one. Oh my God, that is so. I know hard. that's tough because there's so many new faces. I got two. Right? I got two. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Brad. I think you look at both the tackles. 
I mean, I think you got you yeah, got you know our, our left tackle was a tight end coming out. Yep. You know, undersized guy. And 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 I'm gonna be honest with you, man. That kid's an NFL chance, player. Yeah, that, that kid has a chance to be an NFL. He's a freshman out there and he's really been real quiet this year. I mean, he had the holding last week, but I mean it's gonna happen, you know, every, every now and then. Yeah, you know, especially like if the uh, game is rigged. I'm sorry, that was a joke. Yeah, no, yeah, the, <laughs> the game was definitely rigged. Sorry. I say both sorry. tackles, man. I mean, both those guys, both those guys are, are are playing pretty well, and I think they're the future tackles for us. You know, Pettis get his hands a little bit more inside. He's a big grabber, but but most big guys are like that because they're 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 afraid. You know, they're, they're used to not being quite as, as swift as some of the other guys. But we get Pettis's hands right, um, and Jaden's just a, he's just a great athlete. I mean, I, I think yeah. I think that kid if he if he puts in the work in the weight room, he'll be a decent decent round draft pick. I mean, I I think he's done a great job for us this year. And those two guys, the fact they have two more years left at least. Maybe three. I mean, that's going to be huge for those. Those are going to be two badass tackles in the next couple of years. There, there's no other answer. He's absolutely right. I mean, yeah. it's the two tackles because I, I was curious about this. Like, I've asked Brad this question before, but when you're starting an offensive line, would you start with left tackle first, is where you're first, the first position you're touching, right? So would you go right tackle next? If you get tackles, that's like the place to start, right? Because you yep. work from the outside in. I, I, I judge the whole offense off. That. I mean, not the whole offense, but I judge the whole O line off that. Like, hey, if I got my tackles in place, we can find some guards. There's different protections, slide protections. There's different ways you can chip the back in, in the hole. Like when you're playing, when you're at guard, it's like you got guys on each side, so you feel a lot more secure. Whereas at tackle, man, it's tough to find the guy that knows, hey, like they may be sliding away from me, and I may actually be out there just one on one, like like a basketball game. So mm-hmm. um, you got to get the tackles right, and we got them. I think we got two guys that can be really, really good. One additional player that I would just kind of throw in, and I'm I'm not necessarily talking about on, on the field, but I do think that Nick Broker from a draft. Uh, you know, an NFL perspective has improved a lot because of his switching from tackle to guard. I think that that is, you know, kind of a different angle of taking this question. I think what Nick Broker yeah, has yeah. done has really improved his, his future in the game, right? I will say this. Yep. And bring it back to Lane Kiffin. Because of this, because like because like we're it's struggling to come up with guys that from last year to this year. Yeah, that was Lane Kiffin's that was by design. That was his philosophy. That was his plan. And that's why it's so hard going back to whoever the next coach is. If it's Lane Kiffin, it's not going to be. But if it's Lane Kiffin, uh, or if it's Luke Fickle or whoever the hell it is, right? It's got to be more balanced because yeah. I, I mean there's a legitimate criticism of Lane Kiffin that he has not developed high school prospects. And these classes have all been ranked in the top 20. Every single one of them. I mean, really good classes. Now, comparatively in the SEC, still middle of the pack because you're competing against friggin' Alabama and Georgia, whatever. You know, but um, like, where are the wide receivers? Where is Barry and Brown? You know, where, like, where's does Buck Hunter, Where yeah. does, does Hudson Wolf exist? Is he real? Yeah, I don't, he may be. He may be a Harry Potter character. I, <laughs> he sounds like one. He sounds like a Slytherin, like you, you jerk. Yeah. So, like, where? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the whole deal, man. It's. It's got to be more balanced. So whatever happens, Ole Miss is in a good place because Ole Miss has competed like never before. Absolutely. Guys, this has been this has been fun. Okay. We're going to have to do something like this again. Ben, I want to thank you for your time. Before we let you go, what plugs you got for us? Uh, check out the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and if you live on three. And then I got a podcast called Talk of Champions. Just search Talk of Champions wherever you get your podcast. It's there. Well, Ben, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank Go you. We'll, we'll, we'll see you down the line. So that's uh, that's uh, Ben Garrett on the Neston Wild hotline. Remember, Neston Wild, backed by a 99, guarantee, uh, 99 night guarantee created by Southern Craftsman. This mattress is powered by da- decades of experience and passion for improving your quality of sleep. Made locally in Tupelo, Mississippi. Find them on Amazon or Neston Wild. Bradley, that was fun stuff, man. It's always good to kind of chop it up, talk about some rumors, talk about things going on with the program. 
Um, and, you know, having a third person in here that's kind of an insider with the program, always good to talk to them. Yep, no question, man. It's all, always fun, man. To, you know, to, to and I, I like I like answering people's questions. You know, I, yeah. I like I like I like to know what people want to know about, it. and it's hilarious. The whole list of questions. I think every everyone has a kiffin <laughs> kiffin word in it. So, um, yeah, man. It's just it's it's gonna be an interesting couple of days, man. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. I hope everybody you know takes some time to to really look out there and tell someone, you know, that how thankful they are for them. You know, it's, it's, it's a crazy time in this world. So, you know, hopefully take the time with your family and enjoy it. And, you know, we'll be back on after the game. Yeah, for sure. So, so stick to uh, stick with us. We're going to have a recap show. Obviously, if something happens with lane, we're going to have information on that as well. You know, uh, Give us your feedback on this show, right? Kind of a different thing that we've done so far. Did you like it? What could we have done differently? Keep sending us your questions. I'm sure because I felt like this went great. We'll do another one of these, right? If you want to stay engaged with us and ask us questions, even if you don't give a shit about my opinion, I know you care about Bradley's. So we can at least have those types of conversations on here. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We want to make sure that you know when we have new shows. Turn your notifications on. We are going to keep putting out good content for you. We've got good guests lined up. And, of course, football season may be over, but we still have basketball. We've got defending national champion baseball season right around the corner. We're going to be here every step of the way to keep you plugged into the Ole Miss, uh, to the Ole Miss universe. So, Bradley, like you said, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners. Thank you for Ben Garrett once again for coming on. Hotty toddy, my friend. We'll talk to you later this week. Hotty toddy, let's kick their ass this week. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Brad and Chad Show. Follow the boys on social media for more content. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been an OM Network production. Brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. Made in the USA. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.